Welcome to this edition of At The Mic. I'm your host, Keith Malinak. I cannot say thank you enough for all of the recent donations that you have offered to the podcast, uh, the GoFundMe link. I, I mean, thank you so much. I am so grateful. Uh, this is an independent passion of mine, and I genuinely enjoy bringing it to you. There are obvious costs involved. Uh, I recently was tweeting about it on Twitter um, through uh, at the Mike Show, which you can follow on Twitter at the Mike Show. Uh, anyhow, y'all are so awesome. What a great audience! You came through in ways that I could never imagine. So thank you sincerely um, for doing that. Truly appreciate it. Coming up on today's podcast is my former co-worker, Rachel Bonilla. Uh, our chat was so much fun, and I hope you'll check it out next. But first, I want to talk to you about coffee. Yeah, coffee's really important to get in your system every morning. Uh, more specifically, American Pride Roasters coffee. This month's featured blend, the Jefferson. It's named for one of our most impactful founding fathers. Thomas Jefferson was a big proponent for individual thought. You saw this in his writings. You saw it, uh, the effect that his words had, not only on this country, but for the entire world. American Pride Roasters Coffee may not change the world, but it's going to change your world. If you've never tried APRCoffee.com, please head over there now. You can start with the Jefferson Blend. That's what they're featuring this month. It's the perfect drink. Help begin your day with the South American medium roasted blend, a hint of vanilla uh, from real vanilla beans. So delicious. I hope you'll give it a try. So head over to APRCoffee.com. When you do, and you go to the checkout area, look for the special instructions section, type in offer code ATM, stands for at the mic, those three letters, ATM, going to get you 10% off of your entire order. So why not try it today? APRCoffee.com. You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Rachel Bonilla is my guest this week on At The Mic. She and I recently sat down. We talked about everything from the state of Florida, hiking around the Dallas Metroplex. Surprisingly, it's not entirely flat, I learned. It's a big area. There's some areas that I'm not familiar with, so she enlightens us. She also details an embarrassing moment that she hopes to never recreate. Let's get to it. Here's Rachel Bonilla on At The Mic. Rachel, thanks for coming in here and chatting with me. Thanks for having me. It's so brave of you. It's brave of me? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, this, this has happened a lot where the email that I send out with the questions ahead of time, just to, you know, kind of get a gauge of uh, what's going on in your world and everything, kind of where we might take the conversation. The time between the email being <laughs> sent and actually getting you in here behind the microphone Um Sometimes there's a wide gap of time, like like in this case, um, you're married. Yeah, yeah. When, when you responded to the email, you weren't even engaged yet. <laughs> I like to move things quickly. Obviously. Well, that's cool. Congratulations. Thank you. So uh, what is your husband's name? Zach. Zach. Where did you guys meet? We met on a dating app, Hinge. I know you've been out of the dating game for a long time, but that's what we... I've not even heard of that app. Yeah, so it's it's good because it's instead of just swiping based on looks and things like that, which obviously is a part of it, um, sure. it prompts questions. So you have to answer, you can pick a few questions that you answer and kind of describe yourself. There's like four, I think, I, it's been a little while. Um, so you can kind of see what they're about a little bit more than you would like a tinder or bumble and things like that so and it, it's linked to facebook so somehow the algorithm is oh wow it's through people you know 
who know that person so it's like you have like sometimes two degrees three degrees so that's actually kind of smart i think that that's pretty cool Uh, so there's some algorithm there that connects you to people that you have in common tender is more of um not so much long-term relationship type stuff, right? That's what I hear. In the <laughs> beginning, I mean, I have a lot of friends that met their now husbands on Tinder. I think okay. it's shifted over the course of a few years of now it's strictly for not relationships. It's more of just intimacy, immediate intimacy. <laughs> that is so well said. Immediate intimacy. Bumble, is Bumble, does it, like, does it see who's around you? Yeah, so th- they kind of all do. It's You can set your... Um, distance so if you want if you're like oh i don't really care 30 miles away i'll drive um but i it's funny i actually had mine set for because at the time i lived in dallas i live in Euless now which is like 30 minutes away i had it for like two miles because i was like i'm not about to do like fort <laughs> I worth need, i need low maintenance dating <laughs> exactly <right now. laughs> so he happened to be in dallas when we had matched and i was like well that feels cheap that feels like i got tricked into this <laughs> so now i live in the burbs of Euless. so awesome. jokes on me congratulations thank I'm you very happy for you and i know that you guys share like three pets right we do, yeah. Two dogs I, and a cat. Yeah, they're my children. I feel like I birthed them. I love them so much. What's the dynamic like? Because didn't you kind of, is this a blended animal family? So I actually didn't have any pets. Oh. Yeah. I had them like growing up and in Tampa when I grew up in Tampa, but I didn't have any of my own just because I was never home a lot. I yeah. was like always doing stuff. So I was ecstatic that he had three pets. I'm not really a cat person, but I've grown to love Toby the cat. Um, <laughs> Toby the cat. Toby the cat. He's more of an outside cat, but he comes in for Toby time, which is where he crawls on me and kneads my chest Aww. and then sits for five minutes and runs away. So but, you bonded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm his mother. Okay. And, yeah. and does he hold his own against the dogs? Yeah. Oh, okay. he is sassy. Yeah. yeah. They're his little... Yeah. He's a sassy cat. <laughs> yeah. Sassy. That's yeah. all I'll say about Toby, right. poor thing. No, no. We... <laughs> We had a, a dog and a cat uh, at one point, and uh, Gert, she was an old-timer oh, at the time. Oh, what a cute was, name. Yeah, Gertrude. She was 15 or so. When we introduced this crazy, out-of-control puppy, <gasps> she swatted him a couple times in the nose, drew blood, and <gasps> that was the end of that. Wow. I mean, as far as uh, he knew immediately who the boss was, but uh, I just wondered if that was kind of your experience. Yeah, you not so much. Yeah, that was, good. yeah, more of like asserting the dominance. That was more of our first date with each other as opposed uh-huh. to like the animals, but. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> well, you mentioned you grew up in Tampa, born and raised there, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. your entire childhood. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. you even went to the University of Tampa. I did, like, yeah. You really love Tampa. Yes, right and now. I'm even wearing a Florida I was about to say, yeah. you're wearing a Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl. What is it like to be the fan of a team that wins a Super Bowl? Is that fun? Well, when you're a fan of a Tampa Bay team who wins a Super Bowl who was so bad for oh, yeah. so many years. I oh, remember yeah. when they won against the Raiders, and then it just it was all downhill yeah. for, from there. I think 2001-ish, two yeah. right in there. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, that era. Yeah. But, but, but for 20 years then. For 20 years, and then all of a sudden you're like the best team in sports and it's this is what is so fun you're obviously much younger than me because your reference point for the buccaneers being terrible is the last 20 years mine is really the 80s and 90s oh good until until (laughs) until about the you know late 90s they were really bad yeah in those remember the orange oh i I actually love the orange the throwback yeah those are my favorite throwback jerseys Going, man. Same. Love the... Same. They need to bring those back more often. I know. Okay, so you're just a big football fan then, huh? Just or honestly just anything Tampa sports okay. related. Like, I, I do like football. I enjoy watching it. I'm... I'm I'm more of... I'm not a consistent... I'm consistent in that I always root for Tampa, but if, let's say, 
now that I live in Dallas, I root for the Cowboys. Mm. If Tampa and the Cowboys were to play, I'd root for Tampa. But if the Cowboys play anyone else, I root for the Cowboys. So I'm not like a diehard. If it's not Tampa, I don't even watch yeah. them. So I, mean, I, I like watching it, but I, I'm not like a, oh, it's Sunday. We got to crack a cold one. And, and that's really become title town mm-hmm. because you oh, got yeah. the Lightning are the reigning champions in hockey. For those that don't know the NHL. Had to throw that in there. <laughs> uh, the the D Rays, or I guess they're just the Rays. Just the Rays. I mean, they made yeah. it to the World Series. Yeah, they did. So I mean, it's happening in Tampa right now. So what was life like growing up there? It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always warm, really hot. It, I didn't uh, I didn't realize how much I loved Florida until I moved out of it. And I also didn't realize the reputation Florida had until I moved out of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Florida man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like don't talk about my cousins like that. <laughs> so I I love Tampa. It's just it's year round beautiful sunshine we lived in on the bay so it was like we were on the water and the beach was 20 minutes away yeah. so i, I miss that so a lot you got the gulf of mexico on the tampa side how long would it take you to get across to the atlantic side mm, not too long maybe an hour or so? yeah but, but not, yeah because tampa's like on the edge yeah if you look at it on a map i think that's why we're not affected by hurricanes because if you look at it on the map you have the florida like hook and then there's like a little tiny enclave of yeah. where tampa is so it's it's not too far i don't remember I talked to so many people. I'm trying to remember if this was on the podcast. This may have just been a conversation in my life. There's actually um, a, a place called, uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, it's a place where the pirates went to get away from hurricanes inside Tampa Bay. So mm-hmm. like inside Tampa Bay, oh, yeah. there's even another like uh, something cove or whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's amazing. How- have you heard of Gasparilla before? Uh, like a big old, it's it's some sort of party or something. It's a right? pirate invasion. So they basically yeah. they reinvade Tampa, and there's uh-huh. a boat. There's a boat parked on the bay all year round, and then about a week before Gasparilla, they bring it out, and it's kind of like, oh, the pirates are coming, and it's it's basically Mardi Gras during the day, but with pirates. So I, it's I, I, so much fun. Okay, so that, much fun. That does sound like a lot of fun. Okay, well, congratulations on your championships in Tampa. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. More to come. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Tom Brady is going to live forever, right? Yeah. By the way, I, I uh, as a Falcons fan who has suffered forever mm. and many of the worst moments uh, at the hand of Tom Brady, and now he's <laughs> in the division, which is so great. Um, <laughs> I finally became a fan of his when I saw him walk off that boat after your Super Bowl oh, party. The that best was... video. <laughs> it's right. the absolute. There, there's so many people that I know that have like his face on a T-shirt. With that look, I'm just like, well, the, oh, here we go. We're partying. He was absolutely. Uh, that's Tampa Ratchet. That's what we do. <laughs> well, that's a good segue into when you were a kid, you, just, <laughs> you wanted to be a wine and liquor distributor because you had uh, a friend whose parents, right? Yes. And, and they... That was their job, and you mm-hmm. thought that was pretty cool. How old were you when you were thinking, man, I want to trade alcohol? Forever? I was young. I was like seven because oh, it was a family friend, and he was the coolest guy. He was just such a fun person. <laughs> and now I know he's probably always drunk, but that's okay. <laughs> and every time our families would get together, he was just so fun, and he had you know all the new things and was just a really cool guy. And so he just said, you know, you'd be a really good salesman. You should, when you're old enough, join me and I'll show you the industry. Wait a minute. When you were seven? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, he knew were... from an early age. Then why aren't you in, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into what you do, but why aren't you in sales then? Um, You know, I'm not, I don't love doing sales. Now, yeah. I, I you'll you in my notes, you'll see that I did work for Michaels as a sales associate. Yeah. I'm good at sales when it's not pressure to sell. Like if I have to make a quota and I have to sell X yeah. amount of by the 30th or I don't get an income 
I can't do that kind of stress. I love selling things I believe in and I love um, like what Michael's when I would sell crafts. Like it's just cool stuff. This works better than this, buy this. But I, the pressure of being a salesperson, I, I never really liked the idea of. So by the time I realized that when I was old enough, I was like, you know, maybe it's also a hard industry. It's a lot of drinking, a lot of traveling. <laughs> it's it's at a certain age, it's a hard industry. It sounds fun. And then once you get to like your 30s, you're like, you know what? This is a lot. I'm going to need these kidneys later. Yeah. Uh, I worked at Radio Shack mm. for four months. Oh, yeah. It was a great time, Rachel. No. Uh, <laughs> So I worked at Radio Shack for four months. We sold cell phones there. I sold one cell phone. Really? Because I'm terrible. I'm just like you. It's like, I don't want that, you know? And and I remember, come at me, Radio Shack. I remember <laughs> talking people out of uh, stuff, you know? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the guy who got fired. I've told this story before, I think, several times on this show, that I got let go because uh, I was falsifying company records. That's what they put on my file. <laughs> what that means is when you came up to the counter to make a purchase, let's say you wanted to buy a battery. That's what you came in there for. You didn't come in there to give me all of your information. <laughs> I'm not going to ask your name, address, phone number, all this stuff. You know, no, here's your change. So I'm probably the reason Radio Shack went out of business. Oh, Sorry. Wow. Sponsored bad. by Radio Shack. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. So you didn't get into the alcohol sales and distribution field did you go to college for broadcasting purposes because today you are what is your exact title with dana lash senior producer for her radio tv simulcast all right very cool okay did you go to school for that technically i did so I actually i started a community college i was i had no idea what i wanted to do i mean i knew i wanted to do something where you got to be around people and I always thought, okay, well, if I'm not going to do liquor sales, maybe I'll be a college counselor. I always thought that'd be fun. Um, but I, I just didn't really know, okay, well, what do I want to spend the rest of my life doing? So I got my AA and then I went to University of Tampa and I basically had to like decide on a major and I figured communication was, I like communicating. Why don't I, you know, <laughs> that sounds broad enough. I can talk. <laughs> yeah. And then I, um, I had to take an elective. So I took a radio show elective where you basically get your own show with a few of people in the class and I had a lot of fun with it I loved it and um then I I focused on that broadcast more specifically mm -hmm. and then I got an internship at the blaze then it was mercury radio okay so that's okay. how it kind of spiraled well first it was clear channel so and then it yeah. transitioned into I got another internship clear channel in Tampa yes okay they're now iHeartMedia, so uh -huh. throw back on that but yeah right, in right, Tampa right. yeah so is that where you started working with Glenn then or is it no, just coincidental you it's both coincidental okay. yeah so then when you were at the blaze is that when you started working with Dana no so I actually started Liberty Treehouse if you remember the kids show oh in my New gosh, York we loved that show. yeah I loved Liberty Treehouse oh, it was yes. the best oh. it was so much fun we would do the coolest stuff Raj you Raj the Where's best Raj these days he's actually in California he needs to be on this show too. I know yeah he he'd be great on this yeah yeah I'm gonna write that down definitely right he's gotta, he's oh. such a salt of the earth amazing guy just one of the nicest best in the biz super nice so you worked on Liberty Treehouse, like, which was such a great show here on The Blaze. Loved that show. It was so much fun. Um, so, yeah, it was actually funny. I was living in New York at the time, so I had interned, and then they had offered me the job to work on Liberty Treehouse, and it was the best team. It was such a good team. Mm. Um, and then Dana Lash, her show was popping up on The Blaze, and mm. so they needed producers. So 
Allison and I, who was also with me on Liberty Treehouse, they said, hey, we have an opportunity in Texas. Um, we had actually never been to the studios in Texas before, and we'd always heard about it because it was like, you know, the elusive Texas studios. We were in the big city. <laughs> and so they flew us down and were like, you can kind of get to know everyone, see if you'd be interested in moving there and working with this new host, Dana Lash. And we'd seen her fill in for Glenn a few times. So we were like, yeah, she seems nice, fine. So we came down, they, you know, wined and dined us, convinced us that Texas is great. <laughs> so we ended up moving from Liberty Treehouse to be with Dana. And I've been with Dana ever since. That was seven, six or seven years ago now. That is cool. Yeah. Because now you just work, correct me if I'm wrong, strictly for her. Yeah. Now it's just, yeah, now I'm just on yes. Dana. And do you like Dallas more than New York? I do. I mean, it's just okay. more, New York was fun. And I do wish that I had had maybe one more year there just because I feel like it takes a while for it to feel like home and to get comfortable. Uh. Um, but I, I do love Dallas. It's, it's like the best of t what Tampa is and what New York is. There's so much to do here, so much to see, but it's nice weather and the people are really nice and it's not... It can be fast paced and you can have that aspect of it or it can be, hey, let's just hang out on a porch and yeah. you don't have to relax. go that far out of town to exactly. chill out. Uh, Zach, is he from Dallas as well? So or? funny enough, he was born in California, but he actually lived in Tampa. We didn't know each other in Tampa, but he lived there for about four years, and then he moved to Dallas with his family. So he okay. lived in Tampa briefly, but... Have you guys tried to figure out how close you were to crossing paths in Tampa? It's funny. I did, yeah, because <laughs> he played a lot of sports, and my brothers were always doing sports, so it, it doesn't seem like they ever played each other in uh -huh. those sports, but <laughs> it was it seems like close. We could have could have happened. So other than your broadcasting jobs through The Blaze and with Dana and those sorts of things... You've worked at Michael's, you just mentioned, about not being yeah. a good salesperson or something. Yeah. Like, wait, how much... Are there hard sells at Michael's? I mean, what, <laughs> like, uh, I it's funny. So um, I worked at Michael's just because I was in college and I was like, I have time. I should work here. You know, why not? Uh, and I loved shopping there. It was when Pinterest like kind of first started. So I was like, oh, this is great. I have it at my fingertips. So there's not a lot of hard sales, but <laughs> there are people. I mean, we would have regulars who'd come in. And I mean, these craft and queens who would just they come in. They're like, look, I have a big project. I've got this quilt. What, what, what do you have new in store? We would get stuff all the time, and they would, wow. you know, scrapbookers. They'll spend. I, I had never known how much scrapbooking costs someone until right. I worked at Michaels. The stickers alone, you can get a pack for twenty bucks. And you think about filling a whole scrapbook. That's you know, a couple hundred bucks. I, so there I, were I, there were some pretty big purchases if you get the right get the right one. I will say, and this happens to me when I go into Michaels. Or Hobby Lobby. Oh, love Hobby Lobby. Okay. When I go into those stores, my stress level goes through the roof. And I'll tell you why. I am constantly walking down aisles right next to breakable things. <laughs> and I'm I'm awkward. You know, I'm clumsy. <laughs> and I just, I break things. And I just, I can just feel the stress. When I get toward the back of the store and we're kind of, you know, with like the hobby kits and stuff like that, <laughs> then I can kind of let my guard down. But if I'm walking through the middle where all the frames are and the pottery <laughs> and stuff like that, it's a little stressful. But how was it working there? It was good. Okay. I mean, it was fine. The only big problems we would have is people would try to come and huff the spray paint. But other than that, it was pretty non-problematic. It was... <laughs> I never ran really? into anything. Oh, yeah. They had no. to lock it up. Oh, yeah. What? If you go in one now, I think they still have them where the certain certain ones are still like in a box. You have to get permission to so, get it out. Okay, because you see like 
spray areas where I guess people have tested out the colors, mm -hmm. but they were using that as an excuse to get high. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, yeah. goodness. That's what it was. It wasn't yeah. that all these people wanted to see what the color yeah. was. They wanted to see what the colors <laughs> yeah, were. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I love on this email how, you know, I asked the question, if you have any kids, you know, and you said, none yet. Sorry, mom. Do you, <laughs> You guys plan on having some kids? We do, yeah. We so, do. We hope to have at least two, good. knock on wood. Yeah. So mom can be a grandmother. Well, so funny enough, when when did I when did you send me that? Cuz oh she now had my mom went from I'm oh. never going to have grandkids. I have two older brothers and she's like no one is ever going to get married or have give me grandkids and then all of a sudden my brothers get married and they both just recently about a year and a half ago both had kids around the same time so now she has two grandkids how cool so it took the pressure off me but i know she's dying for me to give her a grandbaby since i'm her her princess yes okay it's been nine months actually oh, okay wow a lot of could have changed by the time. <laughs> no okay so nine months since i sent this email to you now one thing that i know hasn't changed is your mom is someone who's had a big impact on you tell yes. us tell us why she's just amazing she is the person i call when i have a question if i just want to talk to she's literally my best friend like if i we didn't have a big wedding because the coronavirus but mm. she would have been my maid of honor she's just the person i call for everything i tell i've always been able to tell her everything nothing is off limits she's more so inappropriate than i am so we just have a lot of fun <laughs> together <laughs> it, it sounds like um she deserves to be a grandmother she does okay. you know what i will give her that gift yeah <laughs> i hope so one of the things you enjoy doing, if you have any downtime, is hiking. Okay, now when I think of hiking in DFW, <laughs> I think that's got to be boring. It's got to be flat. I can think of one, maybe two places off the top of my head in the DFW area. But how is it hiking here? You know, it's not great. Um, before the lockdowns and everything happened, Zach has a brother that lives in Colorado Springs. So you could get tickets on Spirit for $70. Wow. So, I mean, if you're staying there for free, $70 in the scheme of a weekend is not that much. So we would go and we'd hike and stuff. But in Dallas, and not I guess it is Dallas, uh, Cedar Ridge Reserve is hmm. one place. If you like hiking, you have to go there because it does not feel like Dallas. It actually is very hard there's a lot of incline oh, wow. um yeah it, and it overlooks a lake once you get to a certain point it's really nice so when i found that that's pretty much my go-to so it there's a i think there's two or three trails within that so you can kind of switch it up but if it's it's not as bad as you would think it would be mm. there's definitely like flat areas that you can find little walking trails but there's certain like south lake and colleyville have cute little neighborhood trails that mm. and they they do the job okay so just just to just to make sure i got this you would catch a flight so that you could go and walk. Right? <laughs> I mean, when you say it like that, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> so, okay, well, cool. I'll, I'll try to find these places you know, next time I want to go for a walk. <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't understand this answer in the email when I asked, you know, your favorite music genre. And obviously it depends on your mood. I totally respect that. But then you said you love everything except for Deep House. What is Deep House? Oh, it's like that. It's all, I, I guess it's like the techno with the bleach, 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 like it's just noise hold it's, on hold on I, i'm gonna i'm gonna need to hear that again just to make sure i know exactly what you're talking about what is it again bleach, bleach, bleach. just the deep, deep house yeah it's okay. just the noise and like the event like they'll sometimes oh. throw in a word 
but it's just it stresses me out it's just loud noise yeah then i've probably heard deep house and just didn't realize yeah. it yeah it's like club music but yeah. like miami club oh yeah it's my nightmare yeah. it's not fun wait a minute hold on miami is is there like a big rivalry between cities in florida like tampa miami jacksonville stuff like that you know not really mm-hmm. it, miami gets all the like credit for being the cool place to go i find miami to be completely overrated yeah no offense like to anyone it. who likes miami it's it's beautiful it's got it's perks obviously but it's so expensive and mm. i feel like tampa has a lot more to offer because it's it's so close to so many different great areas that right. you can kind of get a lot of everything out of tampa it almost seems like miami is like this 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 area of land that's california in the yeah middle of Florida. yeah you know that's, that's a good way to describe mm. it it's like austin what austin yeah. is to everywhere every, else in texas <laughs> every great state has this one yeah. area has to ruin it for no We'll continue with Rachel in just a moment, but first, we need to talk about that pain you're feeling. It just won't go away, because I'm confident that the solution is literally just a click away for you. I am so excited to introduce you to the awesome team over Extreme Wellness. They tell us this story about a lady named Nancy, who lives in Utah, spent decades dealing with pain, but when she had to deal with the pain of titanium screws that she had inserted into a fractured ankle, that really had her suffering greatly. You know pain, I know pain, it is not fun. Just getting up in the morning can be a chore, as it was for Nancy, especially when it came to taking care of her family, everything that she has to do in a typical day, but then she discovered Dr. Monroe's pain cream. She only wishes that she had done so sooner. See, unlike other products that can take weeks to build up in your system, Dr. Monroe's pain cream is able to provide targeted relief within minutes. I know, I've tried it myself, it works. After one application, Nancy said she was able to get her mobility back, she got her life back, she doesn't struggle to get out of bed every morning and start her day because of Dr. Monroe's pain cream, and so can you. The pain cream uses patent-pending technology developed by Dr. Stephen Monroe, making this CBD product unlike anything else on the market. You might hear CBD and you kinda have a little bit of a pause there and you're like, I don't know about this. But please understand, the products from Dr. Monroe's CBD are all specially formulated with 0% THC, so you're not going to get that brain fog. There's not a high involved. There's no failed drug tests. You just get all the positives of the hemp plant without any of the negatives. If you aren't sure if CBD is for you, order your risk-free trial for only $19.95. You're going to get your money back if you don't feel better. So visit DrMonroe'sCBD.com today. And make that pain optional. Dr. Monroe's CBD.com. Uh, okay, I want to hear about your experience in Italy, where you saw Elton John. Oh, I still feel so bad about this. But tell us about what happened. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we're <laughs> at this little cute alley cafe, just like having. I was. I forget. I was probably like maybe nine or ten. We're on a family vacation. We're having crappuccinos and like biscuits or something. Hold on, you just said crappuccino. Did I say crappuccino? You're a Beavis and Butthead fan. Did I? Wow, I that was a slip. Uh, wow, mean, that's what I heard. <laughs> I heard crappuccino. I mean, I do love Beavis and Butthead, so it makes uh-huh, sense. Ah, yes. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we're having crappuccinos <laughs> and eating biscotti or whatever you eat at a little cafe in Italy, uh-huh. and you know, everyone just sitting around, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I see this guy walking through the alley, and I look up, and I was like that's Elton John. 
And then I said it out loud to like oh. tell my family like, oh, cool, there's Elton John. But I, you know, I was young and excited and uh-huh. loud and my voice carried. So I said, <laughs> oh, there's Elton John. And no one had noticed him at this point yet until I announced it to everyone. So he's walking with his group and all of a sudden all these people just start berating oh. him and he starts running to his little gondola and they get oh. on this thing. It was like a movie. Gets on his little gondola and sails away with his little entourage. And I was, I still to this day, I'm like, if I ever meet him. I wonder if he remembers that annoying little girl that was like, there's Elton John, yeah. when no one was paying any mind to it. <laughs> uh, was he wearing a crazy hat? No, he wasn't. What? He had like a cloaky jacket on. Yeah. I do remember that, but yeah, no no crazy was hat. He, was he wearing um, tinted? Glasses, yes, Pla- with like the tinted color, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. He was. Cool. That, right. I think that's what stood out to me, because it's like as a kid, you that's the kind of things you recognize when you see uh, someone. As, as he sailed away, were you like, so that's a no on the autograph? <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. All right. You played sports growing up? I did, yeah. Are you still playing sports today? No, it's funny you say that because I was just looking into joining like a co-ed softball team or like something to like do that's active and you can meet people and just have fun because I feel like I everything it becomes like so mundane and after a while. I don't know how old you are. You're substantially younger than me. I know. 32. Okay. Well, then you still have a few years left, <laughs> but I hit right at 40 and the body said stop really stop it oh and that was after a big surgery i had my my non-throwing arm completely reconstructed from a softball injury ironically really but i i came out of retirement so to speak and i played one game i could feel that my right arm was gonna need a major surgery and i said no i could barely get through this one really non-dominant arm and and so it hurts. I mean, I feel the pain and all that good stuff when I throw a wad of socks at my kids upstairs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, you guys left this down here. I mean, it hurts just doing wow. that. Wow. So uh. I'm just saying, you got a few years if, yeah. you, if you want to give it a shot. But did you play growing up then? I did. So I played softball growing up, and then I played um, flag football in high school. What else did I, I feel like I played other things? But Oh, I was on track, mm-hmm. things like that. So Like you were good, right? Yeah, I was good. How good? Um, well, I was the captain of the flag football team. Okay. Um, and I won. What position did you play in football? I was a rusher. So I was the person that was hopefully supposed yeah. to gra- get the quarterback before they could throw. Were you too? Well, wow. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that is the fun position. It is the fun position. I'm not, I don't want to chase people down and cover them. The most fun is trying to ruin somebody's day. Yeah. And you like bark at them. So yes. it's like, you can just have so much fun with it. Talk trash. Yeah. Um, I, 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 this is going to sound pathetic. Because it is. <laughs> but my big claim to fame. <clears throat> I sacked the Charleston Southern quarterback in flag football. Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Wow. Yes, thank you. That is actually very impressive. <laughs> it was one time. They killed us like 50 to nothing. But anyway, continue. Uh, so you were into sports. Yeah, I, I always enjoyed playing. It was funny because I had two older brothers who did like baseball and soccer and things like that. But they don't like watching sports. So mm. I've always been like my dad's guy to watch sports with so i they yeah. played sports but they didn't yeah. watch sports yeah it's bizarre my middle brother david he'll watch soccer sometimes but victor like he for the first time watched the super bowl this year and we were all like you don't even know what's good like don't don't chime in on the group chat you don't know what's happening <laughs> like <laughs> <Don't>. just stop <laughs> does zach uh enjoy sports oh yeah he's okay. a big sports guy he played hockey he oh, did nice. paintball nice. he golfs pretty much it feels like every day so he's he's very active and so then sports is in both you guys' blood. Yeah, yeah. That's great. I love this this life goal, if you will. You know, I just ask if there's something that you might want to accomplish in your lifetime. You want to win an Emmy. What do you want an 
win an Emmy for? Acting, producing? What are we talking about? Producing. Uh-huh. It would be really cool to do that. I know when we uh, when I worked on Liberty Treehouse, the kids show in New York, um, we had applied for one. You never know how far you get in the process of it, but yeah. it was cool just to kind of like the idea of, oh, wow, we could potentially win one. So um, I, you know, it might it might happen one day, so hopefully it does. It seems like the process, and maybe I'm wrong, I've not looked into it, it seems like it would be a lot of work to try to, I don't want to say register. What, what am it I, is, yeah. To, to, to try to get nominated or to, do you have to submit? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, you have to submit work and all that stuff. so much stuff. You have to uh, submit just an unbelievable amount of paperwork. That's why I'm like, eh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. But and if you don't win, it's like, oh, that was All that for nothing. Yeah, and they might not even look at it so right it's just kind of one of those things maybe we'll win one for this podcast so huh are you gonna <laughs> put in the paperwork for it um i can work on that maybe find someone to do that for us <laughs> not not convincing at all i'll be sure to find a link and i'll send it to you and then i'll i'll wash my hands of it yeah hope for the best yeah you alluded to it earlier it's also in your email there's a part of you that has always wanted to be uh a school counselor? Yeah, I I love the idea of doing that. And why does that stand out in your mind as something you might want to do someday? Well, when I was in high school, um, we had these things called peer mediators where it was um, basically the guidance counselor would have two kids be in a mediation and you would help mediate a student who was having, whether it was they got in a fight or you know they were having issues at home, and you'd kind of just talk to them basically as peers because a lot of times it's hard for kids to talk to the counselor because you know they're adults and they're authority figures okay so we i would do that as in high school and i just i loved it it was really cool connecting with people on that level of hey i'm trying to help you like here's advice for you um so i i really i loved doing that and i i find that giving back is something that i'm really passionate about so it, it's one one of those things that if I could go back and do school over, I'd probably do that, go into that field of, you know, counseling, something like that. I think now it's 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 one of those things that I kind of wish I had done, but I don't regret it. But, um, you know, I try to volunteer more to fulfill that need. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that your boss, Dana Lash, won't listen to this. And yeah. hear that, <laughs> so what's this? You want to be a school counselor? <laughs> no, but the other thing is that you're immersed in politics mm-hmm. all day, mm-hmm. as am I. And I think something similar between us is that we both despise politics, mm-hmm. but yet we work in that field. Um, so I could see that being a reprieve to, to, to you would be completely disconnected from politics. Yeah. And that. Are there ever days when you're working in this field? Remember, Dana's not going to listen yeah. to this. <laughs> Do you ever just like, you find yourself having to care about stuff in the news that you just wish that you were completely oblivious to and could just live in in blissful ignorance? Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Like, too often. Probably more often than not. Yeah. Really? This is what this is the big deal. This like is, we're we're getting worked up over this. So that that is the hard part of like you have to be in it and be focused on it and basically live it. Yeah. Oh, 24/7. And that's where you're like, "Man, <laughs> I should have done something with yeah. that alcohol distribution job." Yeah, Man, exactly. Where did I go wrong? That, that was a path I I could have chosen, but yeah. uh, speaking of paths you could have chosen, 
You were so close to living in Australia, right? Yeah. What's that all about? So that's actually an insane story. It's it's one of those things where you're like, wow, one decision could change your entire life. I uh, right. This was at UT. So I was doing that radio show and we, I had been also interning at Clear Channel at the time and they had an opportunity to do a uh, study abroad in Australia for your last semester. So it was about to be my last semester of college and at that time, Clear Channel reached out and they had offered me a job. And I had just submitted the paperwork that, like I was literally on my way to submit the, I had filled it out, I was sitting, submitting my paperwork to go, hey, I wanna study abroad, here's my paperwork, let's do this. Oh. And I got the call from my internship boss where he was like, hey, we're, we wanna put you on part-time as a promotions assistant. Oh. And I was like, wow, was either close. I, yeah, either I go to Australia and have this really fun last semester or I accept that I'm about to be in the real world and might not get an opportunity. It might be really hard to find a job because at that time it was, what, 2013, 2012. And it was kind of like, do I jump in? And did you think that, man, the timing on this is so spectacular. This must be a sign, you know, anything yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, I did. And on it was crazy because I didn't know which which way was the sign. I was like, do I go and have this great adventure in Australia somewhere I've always wanted to go, potentially, you know, meet the love of my life and live there and it'd be great. Or yeah, do then, I... Then your kids would talk funny for the rest of their yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. You know, you that's why that. I was like, you know, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. But that was, that was a hard... That was my... That, I can tell you, was my first adult decision I've ever had to make where I was like, okay, this... I need to be responsible and have a job out of college. After that moment... Did you ever regret not going to Australia? I don't. I'm not talking about right now. Yeah. I'm glad you met Zach and everything's worked yeah, out. Yeah, of course. But I mean, has there been a time over the last, you know, eight nine years where you've been like, man, I should have gone to Australia? Yeah, I mean, there has been because it's it's almost like when you're immersed in your life and you know you get you know you're a couple years into your career and you're thinking, how did I even get into this world? Like, how am I even in this? You know, like I said, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I kind of got into radio because it was really fun when I did this class and it ended up being a really great journey. But you kind of look back and you're like, whoa, this is bizarre that I'm this far and this is my life. And, you know, you never know if I had gone to Australia, maybe I would have been a body surfer and done something different. I so, mean, it used to be a penal colony. I don't know that yeah. it's going to be that great of a story. Yeah. Let's touch on your earliest memory. You got a mm -hmm. chest full of dolls when you were three years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, that sounds that sounds like a gold mine for I know. a little girl. <laughs> what was the, what happened? I just remember going into the garage. I don't know if it was my birthday. It had to be because it wasn't like they would just give me chests of dolls all the time. Um, and it was this pink chest of dolls that just my mom and dad had, and it was basically like a uh, trunk type thing that you'd bring to camp, but it was filled with dolls and. I just remember opening it and holding all these dolls and being like, oh my, I have a whole like community of new dolls. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know. It's just that one like moment sticks out. I don't remember why I had you them. You don't or, even know what that was all yeah, about. Yeah. I'm assuming it was a birthday, but I don't. Okay. But hang on. As you grew up, you're four years old, you're five years old, you're six years old. Did you have all of these dolls or? I don't, I don't, you don't know. Even remember. I don't even remember. I was pretty spoiled. So I did have a lot of toys. <laughs> Um. <laughs> At least you admit it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was the youngest and the only girl. So. I was going to say, you were the only girl. Yeah. So 
Yeah, that's understandable. That's pretty great. Yeah, okay. Very <laughs> cool. I mean, that is that has got to be prime position. Oh, the best. Because, like you said, you, you said you were the youngest. Mm-hmm. You were, because by the time, because we have three kids, Carrie and I, and the youngest, I mean, you know, it's it's like the first kid, you're constantly checking. All hands you, on you'll deck. Go, you'll yeah. go through this. You'll be like, oh my gosh, is the kid breathing? Yeah. Uh, does it have everything it needs in here? Uh time you get to the third one you're like is there clothing on it yeah i'm not gonna get up and go and check everything's fine you know it just walk so, it off so you right so so you 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 had some uh, freedom then probably the, oh, the, the, the yeah. older brothers did not oh yeah lots of freedom lots of freedom. <laughs> at the same time now that i think about it being the only girl there wasn't a level of protection uh or or was it just the point where you know, yes and no. So my dad is the nicest guy, but he's Colombian and he's dark and he's got dark hair and he's really tall. And I'll never forget, I brought my first boyfriend in high school home to meet my parents. And he says, hey, uh, Brent, can I talk to you for a second? You want to come out here? And oh, no. my mom and I were like, what is oh, happening? No. And he's like the goofiest guy. He reminds me of Phil from Modern Family. So just to paint a picture for you. <laughs> and he looks like the Spanish Mitt Romney. So there's like a full picture for you. <laughs> he takes him outside and Brent and him come in and he's just got this look on his face. And he's, I was like, what did, what did you say to him? What did you, this was like my first love. Mm-hmm. And he goes, nothing. Mom told me to talk to him. So I told him that if he hurts you, I'm going to beat up his mother. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, right. Well, I think, I think this is going to go well, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. okay. So, I mean, to some extent, there was that level of protection, but overall, I mean, they were never like <laughs> overbearing and, you know, my little princess. They never made me feel like I couldn't do something or something like that. Now, we talked about this earlier, and I said you, you have a few more years left of sports if you want to do that. Um, I just read this answer of this next question I'm going to ask, and it and it makes me ache, like it 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 makes me feel pain just thinking about your most embarrassing moment. Oh, I was hoping that somehow you didn't see this because <laughs> oh. as soon as I answered it, I was like, why would I well, tell anyone this? <laughs> I tried to do a running wall twerk at a party <laughs> and busted my butt. <laughs> It was so bad. Okay. It was so bad. How do you do? What, what, what's a, what is a running wall twerk? Oh my god! So you know how, like in music videos, there will be girls like standing upside down on the wall twerking. <laughs> what's a music video? They still make those. <laughs> they do. So wait, standing upside down twerking? Yeah. So basically, you put your feet on the wall for support, and then you gyrate. Um, okay. Yeah, and it, it was. We go to the beach every year, my best friends and I, and it was a. Uh, <laughs> It was one of those, like, we were having a dance party, and it was so much fun, and my friend Olivia was, she was a choreographer, like, cheerleader and all that, so she was showing us, okay, here's how you do it, like, running and jumping to do it. Basically, it's like a somersault roll, and then you land with your feet upside down. Yeah. And we had practiced it, and I was like, oh, I got this. So we're, like, at the neighbor's condo, whatever. How old were you? I was old enough to know better. I was probably in my, I was probably 19 or maybe, like, 20, 21 Oh, so if you weren't of drinking age yet, there was no alcohol no, of course, influence. Of course in this. not. Okay. <laughs> of That's course weird. Not. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I was going to say, actually, you want to say that there was. Because no, there other, actually, other, there were uh, copious amounts of alcohol. I was about to yeah. say, otherwise, no, 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 no. Uh, I, I did this sober. No, yeah. No, no I, it was. I don't know which tells better. Yeah, it's, it's all so bad. It's all so bad. And the worst part I had left out of the notes was when I did that and fell, there was an armoire, like a TV armoire to the right of me and I fell on that and almost broke the whole thing. So 
it was just a really bad scene. I like think about it and it hurts. Like it, it not pain. Like it didn't. I didn't hurt myself. It just it's right. the embarrassment yeah. of like wow. People probably still talk about that. So is there anybody that was present at that party that is still present in your life? Oh yeah, all my oh, my no. uh, Tampa oh. friends, all oh, my no. like my group of girlfriends, they all still like to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> it's one of those no. things that we'll never not talk <laughs> about. <laughs> That's fun. So, because you said that you had a small wedding mm -hmm. uh, because of COVID and it ruined everything, mm -hmm. continues to. Mm -hmm. Do you think that? And did you have like a reception or something like that? Because it sounds like all of your friends need you to recreate that in a yeah. wedding dress. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the dream. You know, I said I wanted to win an Emmy, but that is the dream is to recreate that in a wedding no, dress. No, no, no. <laughs> to, to, to actually have like a, like, could you throw so like a little wedding We're planning on doing that that's because good. That's it, good. it did work out, though, I will say. Um, we had planned the big wedding and that was what we were going to do. We both wanted that. And then it just logistically was a nightmare because at that point he proposed in June, like during the, like the heart of the pandemic. Right. And we were planning. And at that time we had no idea where this was going, what, how long it was going to take, if there was going to be vaccines or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. was going to be the case. So the more we planned it, we were like, we can't, we'll have to wait maybe two or three years to do this. So we decided let's just do a small family wedding and then he, when everything gets back to normal, we'll do a reception. So that's our plan to do a reception. That's good. But it worked out that like there was no stress in planning. We, it was wow. just my parents, his parents, my brothers, his brothers, and my parents' backyard. We had a really nice dinner afterwards and it was like the best case scenario. Okay. And we still got like presents and stuff. So it was literally best oh, case scenario. <laughs> you might get more if you do a, a thing later too. You never know. <laughs> so nine months ago when you replied to the email with the questions one of the things you mentioned in here was that you had just bought your first car is it doing okay it Nine is months knock later, on wood yeah. good? Okay. well it's funny actually you say that because oh, no. it, the only bad thing is i got a letter the other day that something is the the dealership is not a recall but it's something with the technology in all these cars that are saying bring it in if you've been having these issues no charge if you if update you, or something yeah which i have had kind of the tech issues where it's like it doesn't connect to my phone and things like that but it's it's going well so far okay yeah, i mean well. that's the thing about these cars man everything everything is electronic mm -hmm. or or touch screen now so congratulations so it's Thank working out. What, what kind of car did you get acura rdx 2020 that sounds fast yeah yeah i'm a, i drive really f i am like a fast driver yeah you and me knock both. on wood yeah you and me both yeah. yeah be careful out there yeah i can give you some pointers on where some speed traps yeah, yeah. Well, i've i've yeah. i've I think, seen them i think we're on the same side of town so <laughs> I think, yeah 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 but you, you know though who drives faster than probably you and definitely me is pat gray really um the show that i produce on the blaze that man gets tickets does he uh, every day of the week wow i've only gotten a ticket one time See, women, what is that? Yeah. Oh, I know what that is. <laughs> well, it's funny because I thought I'd get out of it because I was on the way to work and it was a school zone and I was going 30 and a 20. 20 and I honestly didn't like 30 realize. 30 and a 20? Yeah. Okay. And I didn't realize that it, I, I did realize it was a school zone. I'm lying. But I, it was, <laughs> it was an odd time of day. Usually I would, because yeah. I would drive to work on this road and usually it would be an hour later but we were pre-recording that day mm. and i get pulled over and i had never been pulled over and i well no i'd been pulled over i had never gotten a ticket so right. i was like oh he's gonna see that i have a clear you know sheet whatever 
and I told him like, oh, thank you for what you do. And I, you know, I tried to like not suck up, but I was like, you know, I genuinely appreciate what you're doing. And Uh like, I really didn't mean to be speeding. I'm sorry. And he still gave me a ticket. But I, yeah. You think they're allowed to give warnings in school zones? Oh, maybe not. Maybe not school zones. But I did get pulled over once when I worked at Clear Channel and I was driving the big radio van with the antenna that you put up and I it's know. like a huge freaking thing yeah and i got pulled over i was going like 80 in that thing and oh, no. you don't drive that fast in those but i think it was super late and i wanted to get home and he pulls me over and he didn't give me a ticket which i don't know why because he was so rude to me mm. he literally he said now you can't go that fast in this car on this highway this is there's a speed limit but i'm sure you can afford the ticket so i'm just going to give you a warning i was like well okay hold on <laughs> we've got to address this because i feel like that's come up on this podcast before as really well, is that there is such a misperception that people in radio make tons of money yeah i mean i don't know what that is i know i keep okay, because you're you're a celebrity in a way if you have listeners you know if you're on like a morning show and everyone's like i listen to you every day before work and school like that seems like some sort of celebrity. I guess, but please, let, let's just be very clear to anyone listening right now. Stop that. Yeah. And, and, and don't donate write tickets. to our Venmos. Yeah, don't, don't, yes. And by the way, you can donate. There's a GoFundMe page uh, posted right now at themikeshow.com. But anyhow, uh, have you ever been pulled over and really, really put on the feminine charm? Come on, be honest. Well, I thought I did, and I got a ticket in a school zone. That was the because the other time I had never been told, pulled over when he was like, "You couldn't afford it anyway," and he was mean yeah. to me. So I thought, "Oh, I'm definitely going to ticket," and I cried just because I was genuinely Uh-oh. overwhelmed. Yeah, and I don't know if that's why I didn't get one in that moment mm. because I think he felt bad after he said it, and I started crying. Um, but when I put on the charm to be like, "Oh, thank you for your service," and he was young, yeah. like he was, you know, he was. Huh. I thought for sure, oh, I could, yeah. you know. Work it a little bit. Work it, yeah, okay. So Didn't work. <laughs> uh-uh. No, I, I have no idea how many times I've been pulled over in my life. I'm just sitting here. Let's just spitball at 10, maybe. <laughs> wow. I don't know. And the one time I got a warning, the one time, check this out, I got pulled over. And he was back at the car for a long time. And I thought, oh, this, no, come on, man. And it was stupid. I, I was not happy. And he comes running back to my car. And I'm like, what is happening? And he literally throws into the driver's seat my license and this warning thing he goes he goes as a warning just be safe be careful out there and then he sprints back to his car turns on his siren and takes off and i'm like i don't know who just robbed a bank thank you thank you (laughs) thank you wow well you got lucky um let's see here oh i like this here your regret that you wish you had started saving money in high school i have the same thought so many times I was, I was actually after college, I remember talking to, I worked at a golf course and I remember one of the members telling me, just save this amount, every paycheck, just save this percentage for the rest of your life and you'll be set. It's like, you can invest it, you can save it, however you want to do it. But if you just save this amount, you'll be fine. And I'm like, that's easy enough. And I think I started, I think maybe for like five paychecks, like I got this, you know? But then something happens. Maybe the car breaks down or I don't know. I want to eat this month, (laughs) something like that. And you just kind of get out of that habit and it becomes more of a sporadic thing. Mm -hmm. But more than just saving over the last, you know, 25, 30 years, wouldn't it have been great if you had just taken $100 and bought Bitcoin Mm -hmm. 
nine years ago. Mm -hmm. I, I Do you ever have those moments where you're just like, I should have done this when I thought about it? Mm -hmm. Oh, all the time. Yeah. But I will say I am super cheap. Mm -hmm. That is one thing. I am very cheap. Me and I, I am a good saver now. I started saving when I turned 18 and my mom was like, you need to open a Roth. You're 18. Like you need mm. to save money. Contribute to your Roth and max it out. So since I've been 18, I've been saving. So I do have a good oh, nest egg. So I, I have been good. You. But had I started, you know, okay, four years before that. Listen to you. You're like, I lost four years of, of saving. <laughs> I'm like, well, I lost 40. <laughs> I got it. I got it. When uh, you find out how cheap I am, it makes more sense. Well, I'm cheap too. So Well, I'm so cheap that before I used to come to work, when I worked here, I used to wait to go to the bathroom because I didn't want to use my toilet paper. So... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I was about to say, oh, yeah, well, I'm so cheap. That, yeah. But you already won. Yeah. Uh huh. I started high, so there was nowhere for you to go. <laughs> I mean, checkmate. Checkmate. Yeah. <laughs> so even though you're cheap, open up your phone. Okay. Why don't you share with the class what's in your Amazon cart? Um. If you can. If you can <laughs> I'm not a huge Amazon. Like, if I see something that I want, uh -huh. um, Usually it's like the other day I've been swimming more now at my indoor gym at the gym and um, indoor, I, hold on. Indoor, indoor pool at the gym. Oh, okay. I like the, you know, I the, thought that's kind of weird. They, they took a gym and they put it inside the yeah. gym. Sorry, I'm being a jerk. Go no, ahead. you're fine. And so I wanted this like snorkel thing. So I sent oh, it cool. to Zach because he has prime because I'm too cheap. I'm like, I'm not paying for prime. Like I don't order enough stuff. I'm not a big like online shopper. You're not on the same account yet. No. Get on that. Should we? Yeah. yeah. I have all his login and stuff. It's just for whatever reason, it's not on my phone. And I'll send it to him and then he'll order it. So it's more of like. Poor Zach. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's great for me. Um, Definitely newlyweds. Yeah. Right here. But I, I really don't. I'm not an online shopper because it's like I love going to the store. I love running errands. So I, if I want something, like I'll just go to the store. If it's something like that where it's like I don't even. There's no like sports authorities anymore. So I'll just mm -hmm. get it on Amazon. What's your mom's name? Carol. Carol. When you become a grandmother, <laughs> she will stop saying things like, I love running all these errands <laughs> and all these. When, when she has kids, when you have kids, yeah. you're going to be like, just whatever. Amazon will get it here tomorrow. Yeah. I don't have time to go to the store and I know. pick things out. But Those are the things I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss this. Do you guys have names picked out? We do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I like the name. It's funny. You said Gertrude earlier. Oh, not Gertrude, uh, <laughs> I was <gonna> say. <laughs> but similar. So my grandma, my great grandma was named Gertrude, um, oh. but they called her Goldie oh. and I love that name. And I found out I was going to be named Goldie and I wasn't. And I just, I loved it. The second my mom told me that that's what they would call her. Um, so Goldie for a girl. Uh -huh. And then his grandpa's name is, was um, Milton. Yeah. But obviously that would never be a name I'd give my child. No offense to the Miltons out there. No, you, um, you'd probably buy him a red stapler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but he went by Jack. So we, we for a girl, Goldie, okay. for a boy, Jack. Oh, cool. I just think it's cute. Oh, that's exciting. I hope that happens soon for y'all. Thank you. Have we covered everything? Is there anything that I've missed? Anything that uh, you want to... Tell us now. I see you're on Twitter, but I never see you on Twitter. Oh, I'm oh. I'm a lurker on Twitter. Oh, I literally follow you. people and get what's going on in the world, but I don't. I'm not a post. I don't post. I don't. Do you want to share those handles uh, with with us now? I don't. I honestly don't even know my Twitter handle. I've got like to here, be honest, I have no idea what it I is. I mean, if you don't want me to share it, I don't you have can. To. I, it's no different to me. Let's see. We got RVB eight thirteen. Hang on a second. Eight one three is Tampa's area code. That checks out. I was a 
about to say. <laughs> Don't put your birthday. Yeah, on. yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the worst. Okay, so RVB813 on Twitter and on Instagram, you are Rach Bonilla, which is R-A-C-H Bonilla. And if you can't spell Bonilla, I can't help you. Just look at the, look at the title of the... Of the, of the show notes here on the podcast. Well, Rachel, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and, and introducing you to the audience. Um, and thanks to Carol um, for being awesome out there. Okay. Appreciate it. It's been fun. Thank you. It is always so great when I can sit down with people that I know, but I don't really know their story. Uh, folks, you know, that I've worked with that I just never had more than a couple of minutes in the break room. Rachel was one of those persons. It was great uh, having her on this week on At The Mic. I wish I'd done so sooner. And I really appreciate the time that she gave us today. I've worked with so many awesome, talented people, and it's just great to get some time with them. Uh, speaking of talented people, thriller writer Brad Thor is my guest next week. Now, June may not be National Reading Month, but it feels like it's shaping up that way uh, on At The Mic. We had Jack Carr just a couple of weeks ago. So uh, we're, we're into books this month here on At The Mic. Uh, so Brad Thor is going to be chatting with us. We're going to discuss his life story as well as his brand new book for all of those who have been itching for what's next. Uh, as always, I want to thank you for being a part of this audience. I encourage you to share this podcast with your friends. Just send them the link to the website at themikeshow.com. Tell them, look around. Find an episode. You know, there's more than 50 of them. Just pick one that you want to check out. If they enjoy a good conversation, then hopefully they will continue to join us here at themikeshow.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your amazing financial support through that GoFundMe link. I'm so grateful. And thank you for spreading the word. Until next week, go be free. And thank you for listening to At The Mic. This has been At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Head to at the mic for archived episodes, sponsor information, and ways to connect.